0: Everyone, I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Wendy Bajork. I may have mispronounced
1: your last name. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and share this time with you. Awesome. So, Wendy, if you
0: could tell my audience a bit about yourself, that would be great.
1: Well, I guess my story is I've been dealing with multiple sclerosis since I was 16 or 17, and it would just get triggered by a simple hot bath and just leave these weird feelings in my legs like they were spaghetti sort of you know just tingling and numbness and none of the doctors you know i just would go to the doctor for sports physicals because i was healthy otherwise and the doctor wouldn't think much of it he would say i was still growing or have some other reasoning for it and i just i you don't question the doctor you just i guess keep going you know at that age you're invincible so nothing possibly could be wrong with you. And I guess it wasn't until like five years later, I was already done with college and was at my first real full time job that I had a really bad attack, I guess, or a relapse, whatever you want to call it, where I was on the phone, I was working in a busy insurance office, and I was on the phone. And all of a sudden, I couldn't get my words out. I didn't know if I was having a stroke, or what was happening. So that finally had my parents taking me to see a neurologist. And that neurologist had me do an MRI, which, you know, this is the early 90s. So that's pretty new technology. And that still was inconclusive. I think I saw four or five more neurologists before they finally diagnosed it as multiple sclerosis. So it was a lot of years of wondering what was wrong with me without admitting anything was wrong. You know, we were kind of on that fence.
0: Wow. Um, So considering they did find a solution, um, and it was the early 90s, 90s, and technology or any diagnosis was really difficult to determine, um, how did that affect you growing up? Um, Well, you said it happened during your college age, correct?
1: I'm sorry. Oh, well, you know, I've been having weird things happen and I've had migraines since I was 13, so I don't know if that was all related or if that was just separate. You know, it's hard to know. But I guess anytime when you're that age, that's something like with your health pops up, you just still think you're invincible and you don't think anything's really wrong with you, especially anything serious. Right.
0: Um since you're an adult now obviously um how has that affected you still since you know the um psychological reasoning for
1: your condition i think well i'm 51 now so it's been you know a long time that i've been dealing with this and i think because In that first job I had my boss was really into personal development and maybe he did it more so to help me I don't know, but he would send me to seminars like with Stephen Covey or. Brian Tracy or you know people that would pop up, he would just send me to it and he would just say he wanted me to come back and teach the rest of the employees what I learned, but you know i'm 22 they're in their 40s they're not listening to me anyway, but I think that helped. And then the other fact was, my grandma had bad rheumatoid arthritis and just sat in a chair all day. And all I would think was that can't be me because I'm young, I can't just give up. And I think psych- psychologically, that's what really kept me going, You know, having a positive mindset and a strong faith in God and just wanting to keep going. You know, My grandma died when I was 13 and I just felt like I needed to do it for her Know, just to keep moving and not give up right and I
0: truly admire you for um not giving up I mean I had many health deficiencies growing up just to give you some further insight into me um and I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder ADHD um I couldn't hear her talk for the first two years of my life um so there's that um they didn't have a medical related label for that quite yet so it was considered to be two years delayed so as far as trying to persevere through any health condition or diagnosis um i completely understand that Um, and then a year ago um at the start of the pandemic i got diagnosed with diabetes so another health chapter twist in regards to that so um I completely understand persevering um, through um, your health conditions. um, And you had your faith to rely on, which I also have my faith as well that I rely on, um, which was a key component to me thriving um, in spite of my um, obstacles. So um, obviously you're a grown adult and you've grown accustomed to um, this I don't know how to say it, Psych- what was the- Psych- psychological? Psychological. <laughs> um, OK, psychological um, condition. Um, what steps um, have you, I mean, obviously, we have our faith to rely on, but what advice or steps would you think helped you in trying to handle it um, or continue to handle it during? Um, this time, or this hectic time known as the pandemic?
1: Well, and I think even before the pandemic, you know, I was still just trying to live my life and basically ignore the MS because I didn't want it to take over. But because I was doing that and not, I think, acknowledging it and acknowledging my, that I had to deal with it, I was to the point where I could barely walk and I was exhausted all the time and I was still working full time at my job. And by then I had two little boys and my doctor, my neurologist said, you know, you need to change something or you're going to end up in a wheelchair. And that really brought me to attention of I need to start looking at what I can do differently in my life. So, you know, things online weren't you know, they were available, but not like they are now, you know, not since the pandemic where everybody's online. But I just started, I even checked out books in the library just to figure out what causes inflammation in our body. You know, and it's not just foods that we eat, but it's anything that we eat, you know, or drink, or put on our body, you know, like personal care products or what we're using to clean our house or with our laundry. And it's just so many different aspects to healing, I found out, you know, and you just don't get that time during a doctor's appointment to talk about all of it. So I think really in the last couple of years, I realized how many gaps in care there are, you know, for anybody dealing with a chronic illness. You know, there isn't a time, and the doctors admit it, there isn't time to talk about your relationships, you know, if you're getting help at home, or if you have friends to talk to about this because having a support circle, that's really important in getting through your day. If nobody wants to talk about what you have going on, you know, you're just basically suffering in silence. And now with the pandemic, you know, look how long we were cut off from just being face-to-face with people. And I guess when I decided to start diving into what causes all these problems with myself, there wasn't one person to turn to that said, you know, here's some steps you can do to make yourself feel better. And now that I figured it out, you know, with all these different aspects, I just want to be that person to support ladies with MS that are trying to navigate this illness. Because once you're once you have that label, you know, you know, you have it for life, but it doesn't have to have you. And like I said, I just i on this mission to help people because I figured it out and I've been, I get told every day in my meditation time that it's time to share this and help other people because there's too many people that are not only getting diagnosed, but have had it for so many years that just feel stuck or just don't know what the next steps are.
0: Absolutely. And I truly admire you for willing to help others in similar phase and similar health conditions as well, because, um, and just to give you a little bit of insight into me, um, when I was diagnosed with diabetes, um, at the time, I had no knowledge of it being on either side of my family until five or eight months later, by then I had already grown accustomed to it and figured out a way to handle it. Um, but I had no idea about diabetes how it worked. The only person um, that had any experience with it was my best friend, Zandra, who, um, well, I, well, at the time when I found out I was diabetic for three years, um, well, okay, so it would be more like four years. She's been diabetic for four years or so now. Um, it was three years when um, I ended up getting diagnosed. So she was a real rock and cheerleader as far as helping me understand this new um, transition in my life. And keeping in mind, this was in the middle of the unfortunate time to have a virus, because 2020 was supposed to be a rock star year for everyone, a new decade, and then bam, a virus comes. So to have to undergo any type of health change during this virus that can potentially kill you, is very very terrifying Mm -hmm. and definitely terrified me even more than everybody else because the survival rating for my health condition was a lot lower than everybody else and i'm sure you as well um anyone with any health condition um their chances were very very um short but um just like you were mentioning a few seconds ago you want to help others in the same predicament um, who are stuck and don't understand it and are confused and just want to help them get through this fa- new phase in their life a little easier and the in my case my best friend was a huge component to helping me understand this particular phase in my life as well um and it's sort of symbiotic and ironic because we our, our friendship like started in the church. We grew up together. And then we just so happened to be diabetic in our 20s. So <laughs> um the whole our whole friendship was really destined from the beginning. So um she's been a real component to helping me be diabetic. And so far, I've survived being diabetic for a whole year in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, I got my second vaccine today, so um just trying to keep the world spinning with positivity and help others um, who are going through this unfortunate time, just like you're trying to help others as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome that you have her by your side. And I mean, just being on social media and seeing the people that don't have that support. I write for the the National MS Society and I was working on an article about people that don't have like a partner or family that supports them. And the editor didn't realize that it was a big problem. You know, I just have been noticing it online, but I put a survey in four different MS groups and I have hundreds of responses. You know, a lot of them have lots of support and a lot of them, their spouse or partner has left them because they can't deal with their chronic illness. You know, that's just heartbreaking. So you know, having someone by your side, I think, to talk to, like, you know, I mean, if you don't have anybody, you're alone. And that takes so many years off your system, off your body. It's like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, you know, that's how much stress it puts on your body. So that's really a huge part of just, I think, being human is just having connections.
0: Absolutely. And um, because of the season we're in, um, connections are really limited. Um, so technology is a real treasure in this case, but you can't hug a computer screen. That's the um, sad, hard, cold hard, cold truth um, in regards to that. So hopefully um, this pause on the world will unpause and we get things to the way they are supposed to be in due time.
1: I agree. We've probably all learned a lot of lessons, you know, a lot about ourselves, and maybe some of the people in our life. So I think, you know, just looking back over the last year, you know, you know, who you can rely on and who your support circle is, and maybe It's time to add some new people, you know, just time for adding new friends. And I think, like you said, we need to hopefully we can unpause what's been holding us back. Absolutely. So I do have that
0: icebreaker question for you. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stump you. Many people enjoy this question. It's probably the only signature staple to any of my episodes, but we shall see. If you could have any superpower that's not flying or teleporting many people pick teleporting when i say they can't pick flying but it's the exact same thing so i have to take that option away now if you could have any superpower that's not flying or teleporting what would it be well
1: i used to say when my boys were little that i wanted arms like mrs incredible so then i could just grab them both at the same time (laughs) (laughs) so and I think even now I mean they're teenagers now and they're taller than me so I think that would still be a fun superpower to have
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that movie it's awesome um the power I would have it's not exactly a power yet but I feel like it would be one in the future would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. Mm, I like that. Intergalactic broadcasting.
1: Hmm. Mm. We'll have to work on that.
0: I feel like it's possible. We already have artificial intelligence in the works, and I'm sure Apple's going to come up with a robot any single day now. To, I'm <laughs> um, Sure pretty certain of that. So it's possible. Mm -hmm. Well, Wendy, um, we can keep talking about the future and all this infamous possibilities that behold us in the years to come, but we're at the end of this awesome conversation. Do you have any social plugins for my audience, how they can get in contact you? Give us the inside scoop to how to get in touch with
1: you sure my website is it's hearts so it's h-e-a-r-t-s of wellness.com and there i have my free ebooks and i upload my podcast there that i appear on and i have a journal to download so it's kind of just like a site to store all my projects is what i call it and then i also have my framework there if you're interested in applying to work with me where I just walk with you on your journey and see where I can help you and you know if you just want to talk to me on a quick call it's my calendar link is wendybjork.com so that's wendy w-e-n-d-y and then b-j-o-r-k.com and then that'll get you right to my calendar and we can chat so I appreciate you having me on today and I think we are going galactic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yes, thank you for joining me today, Wendy. This was a wonderful conversation and I had no idea of that particular um, MSS. Um, I had no idea about it until you divulged it to me. So I find it's definitely gonna be very impactful to my audience just as it was impactful for me.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time. Bye. Hello, everyone. It is your Heart Warrior Dion here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you like this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.